Welcome back to episode 4 of Chatterstorm. Um, in this episode, guys, we will be talking about, obviously, the Innistrad Midnight Hunt spoilers. This, the cards are being released slowly, um, and it will be fully released quite soon, actually. It's, uh, mm. what is it, the 4th today, or the 5th? Uh, it is the 5th today. Is it's it by the... the end of this week? Oh, well. It might nice. be, because the pre-release like is. is, like, 18th. Yeah. So there's, oh. yeah, well, we'll see. Um, the... So, so, yeah, so the Midnight Hunt set, um, for those who are unaware, it's a dual set, uh, a joint set with Innistrad Crimson Vow, um, which is coming out a couple months after, like two months instead of the normal three months, I believe, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because, again, <laughs> we'll get spoilers like next week for that. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's too much. <laughs> it is. Um, so before we get into the episode, guys, be sure to follow us at ChatterstormPod on Twitter we update stuff on there, I suppose. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, would you guys like to introduce yourselves? Oh, um, Sarah and Josh? Oh, you've done it for us, man. Yep. There's nothing <laughs> else to, to do. No. Uh, my name is Sarah. And I got my second COVID jab a couple of days ago and I feel like shit. Mm. But my get your is, second jab. Oh, my name is Josh and I got my second jab uh, as well. And I feel fine because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not a young woman. Because I'm not a young woman. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't have been able to tell unless but you had the jab. Even if you are a young woman, do get your jab. Everybody get the jab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Responsible thing to do. Double vaxxed. Double vaxxed. Yeah, we're double jabbed. We're just waiting for the 5G to come in. I think it takes 14 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to connect to Bill Gates yeah. in my head. Oh, directly? Yeah, yeah, because okay. he's microchip. Yeah. And I'm going to like reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And I'm going to be like, hey, Bill, what's up? <laughs> What's up, Bill? What's up, Bill? <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, Innistrad Midnight Hunt. The I had I had a, I had quite a look into the set because I am quite excited for it. Mm-hmm. I assume you, uh, Sarah, you you would be quite interested because yes. it is all about goth horror. Yeah. You know? Werewolves, vampires, mm-hmm. horrors, monsters, zombies, it's zombies as well. It's been it's really cool. I'm really really excited for it. Yeah, me and too. Uh, I looked into. I guess before we go into the cards, I looked into a bit of the lore behind Innistrad. So one of the things you might have seen floating around Twitter is um, kind of memes about, oh, I can't wait to see Avakin in this in this plane, um, yeah. which is a meme because Avakin will not be in this set because she is dead. Or well, dead. Um, okay. So I looked into the lore of Avakin because like, why is she so important? I've heard that name before. We, um, we all know she's some kind of like angel... Is it pronounced Avakin? Avacin. I, I think it might be Avacin. Avacin. It might be Avacin. Uh-huh. It's a hard one, though, and I'm yeah. not 100% sure. We'll let you guys decide. Okay, so we'll go with Avacin, then. Mm-hmm. That seems to be correct. Um, so Avacin is an archangel, and yeah, I looked into the lore behind her, and it is really, really interesting. So the story starts with uh, Sorin. Sorin, the planeswalker. He, we know he's quite active on mm-hmm. Innistrad. That's kind of his home kind of thing. Uh, you know, there's vampires there, there's noble vampires, so naturally he's quite yeah. chill within his strat. Um, as a result of trying to... So basically, he was trying to look after the plane of Innistrad, and he created Avacyn. Oh, he, yes, I have heard that before. Yeah, so Avacyn is an angel who was created by Sorin, mm-hmm. uh, the planeswalker, and uh, she, she always had kind of, like, hate from other angels because she's not a real one. She's a man-made angel. Um, but because she was the most powerful and she was built with the 
uh, mindset of protecting Innistrad. You know, everything about her was just to protect Innistrad, make sure nothing goes wrong. And obviously you can see where the downfall happens with that. So Abbasid was a was a religious figure um, for all the humans that lived on Innistrad. She, everyone looked up to her, everyone worshipped her. There was priests of Abyssin, churches and everything, uh, which are still prevalent to in this plane. You can see quite a lot of um, the humans. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like worship involved with Abyssin. Mm. There's mm. memorials. Well, the religion is not quite dead, but mm. the religion's been crippled. Yes, because... Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's still lingering... Yeah, she, she's still the... Like overall like biggest thing that's happened on Innistrad mm -hmm. um up until this set which we'll talk about later but <laughs> so Abyssin yeah as I mentioned she was an archangel she was very powerful she led humans to you know fought against uh when when the Eldrazi attacked from Nahiri that's a whole nother thing Sauron versus Nahiri mm -hmm. um the Eldrazi were on the plane at the time and basically she started to I can't remember the full story but she started to get corrupted when Nahiri's Eldrazi kind of infected Avacyn's mind, mind a little bit. Okay. So, because she, she, um, she was asked to investigate a murder, I believe, uh, and she went to the forest, and these Eldrazi things like use like sound to get into her head. And Avacyn, there's a really, really cool art, a really cool card that depicts this on the artwork. She basically became really fucking evil, um, started turning on humans, being really anti-humans. Uh, she slew a few angels as well. Uh, some of the angels we might have heard of, like Liesa, Sigarda, um, I believe she killed one of them because mm -hmm. basically she was like, join us in killing these evil humans, which are evil. Um, I can't remember all the story off the top of my head, but there's, there's a really cool uh, card, which I'm going to try and bring up now and show you because it basically depicts Avakin with like wings that are stained with like blood red. Oh, and it's cool. really, really sweet. Yeah, it's, it's gnarly and it's awesome. Let me see if I can get it. So it's one of those... Um, Jewel cards, basically. Mm. Uh, oh, here we go. Avacyn the Purifier. Oh. So the the first the, the first side of the card is a white card, and she's depicted in the town of Kessig. Kessig is like a human sort of retreat. And then basically she said, uh, "Fuck this! I'm going to kill everyone." Mm. And the artwork is awesome. Let me uh, see if I can get a better kind of look at that. So oh, that's the that's that one side of it. It's um, really cool. And then that's the the flip side, and I just thought it it, it looks awesome, right? That does yeah. Look awesome. Um, and basically, what, what what happened as a result of all of that was Soren came back and he was like, "What the fuck are you mm. doing?" <laughs> hey, Soren comes back like the community meme where Troy <laughs> yeah with Troy pizza. <laughs> he's and like, "Innistrad is just on fire." <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so yeah, because of all of this mess that Avacyn has now created, she's been infected. She's uh, she she comes back and Soren's like, hey, chill, you can't kill me. Um, I created you. And Avacyn is like, wait, wait, you created me? Basically, she starts getting like really messed up in the head because it's like, how did you create me? I'm so powerful. And then she tries to kill Soren. Uh, and Avacyn actually does hurt Soren a little bit because mm. um, Soren is basically immortal to angels and because he's, you know, he's a mm -hmm. thousand-year-old planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, and Soren was like, ow, that kind of hurt. <laughs> Um, so they actually had a little fight and eventually he, I believe he, um, trapped her. Uh, so I think she, she might still be alive, but basically there's a, there's like a church that has gates to hell or whatever, where, okay. where people banish all their demons and stuff. Avacyn used it a lot to banish evil monsters. So mm -hmm. you banish them and they'll go straight to hell into this other like plane or whatever. Um, Sorum was like, you go there this time. Hmm. Um, now and... I'm... 
not so you've just looked into this yeah which might mean that you have the facts straight Mm. uh, and i don't but i remember reading about avacyn's arc a little while ago yeah and i thought that she wasn't present for the fight with emrakul if she was it would have gone a lot smoother yeah Um, so that was yeah that was another thing i missed out actually Um, and the reason she wasn't present was because somehow she was maybe by nahiri she was tricked into i think it's called the hell vault it was grizzlebrand that was yeah. what it was well Bri- yeah. grizzlebrand was in the hell vault yeah avacyn gets trapped in there yeah. and has a face off with a bunch of demons including grizzlebrand yeah and i believe i think it was grizzlebrand that the, that fought that dragged her into the hell hell vault yes yeah. possibly something like that yeah. and i believe that in escaping somehow maybe grizzlebrand got out as well but yeah, yeah. um and Sorin and Avacyn's fight, I, again, I might be wrong, but I believe that actually ended with Avacyn's death. And that yeah. is depicted on the card, Anguished Unmaking. Let's have a look at that. So on Anguished Unmaking, again, it's, for one thing, the card is called Anguished Unmaking, mm. which implies cool. that uh, Sorin is, is very conflicted about what he's having to do, but he's unmaking Avacyn. Um and the the card shows That's the, sweet. the yeah the card shows the very end of their fight mm. yeah. with Sorin kind of not looking back but looking you know very conflicted and, and Avacyn kind of being unmade yeah. in the background. Yeah. Should I have a quick gloss over the lore again? Oh yeah, if you read the because um, um what does the flavor text, text say? Uh, Sorin had created Avacyn, so it was a cruelty beyond imagining, a pain beyond description that it fell upon him to end her forever. So that implies to me that she's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's why the religion has now collapsed, because Avacyn is gone, but some people do still worship her. Mm. Okay, here we go. So yeah, you were right about Grizzlebrand. Uh, Grizzlebrand basically said, Avacyn, come at me, bitch. Um, and they battled for a very long Grizzlebrand time. Grizzlebrand added Avacyn? <laughs> yeah, he, he oh. added her. Oh, um, Grizzlebrand, Grizzlebrand, through his spear, impaled the ange- his angelic nemesis. The binding spell backlashed, and she was impaled. And Avacyn was drawn into the hell vault along with the demon. So they were both trapped in there. And it looks like... in a, So yeah, as, as you mentioned, they, when, when she tries to get out, Grizzlebrand also got out. Which is what uh, which caused Liliana to come to the plane and make a pact with Grizzlebrand. Yes, that's kind of her thing. She's like, ah, I demon. think, I think again, I'm not sure. I'm very rusty on this law, but we know that Liliana um, increased her power substantially with mm. with the chain veil. Yeah. Uh, the chain veil was given to her because she made a pact with four demons that I think she would do their bidding yeah. in, like, in exchange for great power, but her plan was then to just kill them all. Mm. Yes. Um, one of those demons was Grizzlebrand. Uh, yes. And actually, this is how War of the Spark... This is how Liliana ended up being bad, because mm-hmm. her plan was to kill the demons, um, and she did that. She killed the four, de- the four demons uh, that she made the pact with, mm. but what she didn't know was that in doing that, the contract would then default to the broker of the contract, Nicol who Bolas. was Nicol Bolas. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, B. That, that's how she ended up under Nicky B's control. Um, <laughs> Nicky B. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think Grizzlebrand is one of those demons. Yeah, yeah. So from what I can see, um, Lil- it, yeah, all, so it all links together. It does, it does. Because Avacyn was trapped in this hell vault with Grizzlebrand. So Liliana went there and she was Thalia, who was the guardian of the hell vault, which is like a leader of the humans, basically. Mm. Uh, Liliana was like, move or I'll kill all of you. <laughs> um, released all the demons and Avacyn. Um, 
and yeah, she did her thing with Grizzlebrand, and then Abyssin continued to help people. Um, and then that leads on to so yeah, so in the aftermath of her return, uh, there was there was prosperity of the human race, and everything was good. But it looks like uh, so one person that prayed to her, the name is Kelsey. Um, Kelsey, such a non-magic name. <laughs> um, one person that prayed to her was like, "Yeah, my child's been uh, stolen. Can you can you go find them?" She gets that vision of Nahiri. Nahiri's spell uh, works on her, corrupts her, and it. So what it looks like is because this Kelsey character was so enraged that the child had been taken, uh, in Avacyn's mind, that was like exacerbated a little mm. bit and she was like this person's really angry and there's lots of raging coming from them and uh, it looks like she kills them yeah okay <laughs> um yeah so she kills them and yeah just just ends that completely and it, <laughs> there's a specific mention that one of the the lunarchs which is like the priests and the bishops that, that worship Abaddon mm-hmm. um kind of called her out on her being kind of mean uh, as as a result of Nahiri's spell, and she was like, the Lunark was like, um, nah, show evidence that you have control and power, and she shouted at him, verbally abused him, which caused him to faint and urinate himself. Oh, yeah, this is specifically mentioned. Okay, um, a heck of a roast. Yeah, yeah she she verbally abused him until he urinated, uh, yeah. and it was at this point uh, apparently people started seeing like a black trimming invading her eyes, so Ooh, she started okay. to become cool. more and more evil. It's really cool. It's a little like cool transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then alongside Bruna, Gisela, and other angels, they visited Sigarda's house um, and kind of threatened Sigarda, be like, nah, you got to help us or we'll... She, she blew up Sigarda's roof by the looks of it, uh, which was like a, th- a threat. Okay. Yeah. You know when you like go into someone's house and then you like, you, like break their pots and yeah. stuff? She blew it's... up the entire roof. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Whenever I need to send a message to somebody, like uh, I either break all of their their crockery or i blow yeah. up their roof so yeah that that's very relatable two. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> okay so here we go so yeah so as a uh, so after cigar didn't not didn't help them um the artwork on the the card that we showed before attacking the town where kelsey originally lived mm-hmm. um they succeeded they destroyed the right. town and as a result of that jace and tamio uh tried to restrain her so Jason and Tamiya were, were called to this, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we got we got to sort her out." And Avacyn was actually going to kill them. Um, she was actually going to overcome them until Soren stepped in. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's I'm assuming how Soren was alerted because Jason Tamiya yeah. like, "Ah, oh, we got this. We're planeswalkers." <laughs> and like, "Ah, oh, shit, Soren, can you help?" So it really speaks to Soren's power. Yeah. Uh, that. I mean, there's there's several things. So Soren is, of course, exceptionally powerful as a planeswalker, mm-hmm. uh, as a planeswalker, and he was able to make an angel that could stand mm-hmm. up to other planeswalkers. Yeah. Although Tamio and Jace are not very offensive planeswalkers. That that's in the card game, yeah. <laughs> I think also in the story, Jace Maybe, yeah. Jace is uh, Jace fights with his mind. Yeah. Uh, and mm. Tamio isn't actually a fighter. Not all planeswalkers are fighters. Mm. Uh, Tamio it just collects stories from across planes. She's uh, a peaceful member of the Moonfolk for the most part, I think. Sorin, though, is a battle-tested warrior mm. and a king and a powerful vampire and happens to also be a planeswalker. And I think that's mm. where so much of his power comes from. Yeah. Um, I, w- I wonder if we're going to get a Sorin card. 
in Innistrad. I would assume I, I would, in Crimson Vow. I would be really surprised if we did it. There's definitely he's on the he's on the the box artwork, so he has to. Yeah, be. He has sorry, has for, to be for, for Crimson, Crimson Vow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I didn't know if we would because Crimson Vow is supposedly about the marriage Olivia. Of, oh, actually, yeah. I was going to say. Dad, isn't it? I was going to say the marriage of Edgar Markov, Soren's dad, yeah. and uh, Olivia Voldaren. So would Soren be alive? But he's an immortal vampire, so oh, yeah, yeah. Soren, him and his dad are probably look the same age. So, <laughs> so okay. Yeah, yeah. Soren will definitely be on there for some. Mm-hmm. There'll be some cool story around it. Um, so, looking towards the end of Avacyn's story, uh, in the fight with Soren, um, Avacyn, yeah, she realised that she couldn't actually harm Soren herself, mm-hmm. so she called all of her angels to attack Soren, which is what actually hurt him. Yeah. Uh, but Soren slaughtered all of them. Ooh. Yeah, so that was the end of like the angels. Soren's and... a badass. Yeah, yeah. Soren's Soren's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, he he struck. Avacyn down and he was like I can heal you if you want and then she was like no because if you do uh, what did she say she said uh, if she stated that if she wasn't the daughter that he wanted they would battle again because she would not yield to a monster Ooh. yeah mm. um, so Soren had to destroy her well that's I think that's really I, I really like that mm-hmm. because uh, in making Avacyn Soren imparted his values onto her mm. yeah. and I think part of the reason why she got corrupted over time was that Soren left the plane yeah. and so she being a created angel uh, yeah. she she be- I think she begins to uh, take in influences yeah. um, from the plane around her Innistrad is a pretty Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air quotes evil plane. <laughs> I think so, especially uh, when you have the Eldrazi as yeah, well. I think mm-hmm. Innistrad corrupted Avacyn over time. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, she didn't have the life experience to withstand that, mm. uh, which is which is pretty tragic. But then in the end, she stood up to her beliefs until the last moment, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, and that uh, so that effectively ends Avacyn. So the last time we were sort of mm-hmm. on Innistrad, that was the story, the main story that mm-hmm. revolved. Uh, and we're now back to Shadows over Innis... Well, no, Midnight Hunt. Shadows mm-hmm. over Innistrad was the old one. A lot of people are sad about Avacyn being gone because mm-hmm. she is the original Magic the Gathering goth she, girlfriend. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and, and Waifu. Yeah, yeah goth waifu. Um, <laughs> and, and now that's, that's been taken away. Yeah. How are they going re- yeah, to replace uh, Avacyn? And when are we going to get our Magic the Gathering goth mm-hmm. waifu replacement? So <laughs> these are big questions. I don't know if it's because I um, already feel ill, or if that just makes me feel a little bit sick anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's not why she's cool. She is. She is. She's super cool. cool, but it's not because she's hot. That's just a bonus. Every spoiler card that comes out, I think, is this the new goth waifu of Magic: The Gathering? You know, we see <laughs> we see Flesh Taker. <laughs> we see Croaking Counterpart. Yeah, is this? The new goth waifu so. of Magic I the Gathering. So. I mean, it's one green blue, so it's got to be broken. Yeah. Hmm. Like, Uro is one green blue. Mm-hmm. Poco was one green blue. <laughs> That's got to be the broken rare. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I guess, so moving on from the old Innistrad, we are now at a point in the story. Uh, so coming to this Innistrad, I looked into the story a little bit here as well. Um, what appears to be the overall thing is the werewolves have gotten very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, some unnatural thing with the day-night cycle that's happening on Innistrad now is causing the werewolves to be really, really OP. Because <laughs> um, basically, the beginning of the story for Innistrad starts with a Falconrath vampire. 
Um, he's a fogman vampire. I think he murders some some humans. So these uh, the humans are chasing after him in the woods. They're they've got like crossbow bolts and stuff. They're shooting him, and the guy the vampire's like, hey, you guys are so weak, so lame. Um, and he's basically outrunning him until the moon comes up, uh, and he he's surrounded. And mm-hmm. the moon comes up and he transforms into this massive Falkenrath vampire. And he's like, all right, I'm about to fuck you guys up. And then all the humans are like, <laughs> and they start turning into what we now see in a few cards, huge va- uh, werewolves. Mm-hmm. These werewolves are like on steroids. Um, and the Falkenrath vampire is like, maybe I should have run. <laughs> uh, and he tries to, he tries to fly away because they can fly. Mm-hmm. And they leaped up, grabbed him, tore it, like they killed him. They oh. ruined him. Um, Destroyed. Falcon Wraths are a noble, you know, Olivia is a Falcon mm-hmm. Wrath. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, no, she's a Voldaren. Yeah. Uh, Anya is uh, Anya is a Falcon Wrath. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so they're a noble fa- vampire family, which are very powerful. And so now it's kind of like, oh, sh- oh shit, the vampires aren't so strong anymore. Mm. These werewolves just decimated this one. Um, and that's where Arlen comes in because she's investigating this murder. Okay. She was investigating the, um, the vampire that was murdered and. and Sorry, not the vampire. The, she was investigating the human that the vampire killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was like, yeah, these wolves would, would kill him. It's fine. Hmm. So the message of this set then <clears throat> is eat the billionaires. <laughs> yeah, eat the rich. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this, it's about the working class Literally. overcoming hmm. the unfairability yeah. by eating them. They, and I think yeah. this is something that we can all take to heart. <laughs> we um, should all do that. Yeah. yeah. Whether you turn into a werewolf or not, mm. if you ever meet a billionaire eat them oh. yeah yep that is exactly what i believe the story is about <laughs> yeah. um and yeah so we we got we got we've seen two of the three planeswalker cards um the planeswalkers for this set are arlin which is the wolf mm-hmm. girl yep. wolf lady uh ren and seven mm-hmm. and teferi as well teferi is on the set mm. um he is here to assist arlin basically so arlin's story here is to kind of even though this day night cycle thing is messed up and is helping the wolves it's not good for the balance of yeah. Innistrad mm-hmm. um, so she has teamed up with the witches uh, the coven mm-hmm. witches of the coven whatever they're called um, I guess a coven a co- of witches yeah a coven <laughs> of witches um, who are also very powerful beings that are trying to fix they can fix it they can fix this day night cycle stuff by getting this key or something mm-hmm. uh, and they, they needed Teferi's help to find the key so Teferi is the original time doctor he is he is a time guy you know mm-hmm. he's got to be pretty overpowered uh, like imagine werewolves coming after you and Teferi's like daytime bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like <"Aw." laughs> yeah yeah he's, he, he's got to be pretty like that's yeah. that's abusing yeah. his powers yeah Teferi's pretty OP um <laughs> So yeah, Teferi and Arlen are working together, and I actually, so I remember um, listening to one of the episodes back when we were discussing Ren and Seven's card, and mm-hmm. you guys were talking about how evil Ren is, and mm-hmm. how mean she is to tree folk. Uh, I looked into what Ren and Six is about. Okay. Um, no, so Ren and Seven in this set. Um, so it starts off with her as Ren and Six, because that's the tree that she's with mm-hmm. at the moment, and she's on Innistrad. Um, she's really friendly with her tree folk. So they communicate well, by mind. Until she infects them. Huh? Until she infects them and takes over their body. Yes, but she's really considerate. It's weird because, so it, it's basically, she communicates with them in her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, the story starts with her on Innistrad 
asking where she would the six would like to be planted because she plants them after she's done with okay. them to grow them as trees again. Mm-hmm. That's nice. um, and she's it, basically the, the internal conversation in their head is like, man, I really, I really wish I could just keep this guy. He's really strong. Uh, but six was saying, I would like to be a tree now. Okay. And she's like, okay, fine. That's cool with me. Um, and she does. She plants him in a place that he likes. Like they're just walking along. He's like, no, keep going, keep going. Um, oh. That's quite cute. Yeah, it's actually a little <laughs> bit warm. It's warm-hearted. Uh, and she's like, oh, is this, is this good enough for you? Um, and then, yeah, she parts him. And she feels she she feels immense pain when she parts from a tree. Mm-hmm. So that's why she never wants to do it. She hates the thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she does, like, she feels pain, like, all over her body. And mm. she's, like, stuck for a day. Because um, then she has to walk by herself. And she's not used to that. She's, she struggles to walk by herself. Right, okay. Um, and, and even 6-6 six, six was... Uh, kind of directing her to where Seven would be. Um, okay. Because he was like, yeah, Seven's a, a very powerful tree folk in this in this plane that you can also, in, you know, you can share your power with that mm-hmm. one as well. Um, and yeah, she seems, she seems kind of chill. Okay. Like, okay. Plot twist. She's, yeah, she's less... Ren is friendly. Yeah, she's less okay. evil than we think she is. Um, she's very considerate of the tree folk because obviously she connects with them. She mm-hmm. talks to them in the mind. They become bonded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she does miss Six a lot. Okay. And she, yeah, she was saying like, you know, I I have all the power. I could just take him forever, mm. but I'm not gonna do that. It seems kind of mean. And that was like her internal conversation. And okay. I thought that was pretty pretty telling of okay. her character. Yeah. All right. Okay. We yeah. like Ren. Yeah, then. Ren is pretty chill. Yeah, okay, Ren yeah. is chill. And so yeah, she she is on a hunt to find Seven. Pretty right. much. Um, I didn't read any further into the story. I'm assuming she comes across like. Well, we know she finds she Seven. Finds, yeah. yeah, we know she finds Seven. Um, but yeah, I don't read on from there. So yeah, uh, I thought you know, I just going back to that episode. Yeah, that we talked, thanks for you letting about us know that. She's, she's a cool. She's a okay, cool so person. Okay, so she's not. She's not, not an evil, evil mind infecting body snatching. No, it, there's a lot of consent involved. You know, okay. <laughs> that is important. That is important. Um, don't take truth up without consent. Yeah, <laughs> come on, come on now. And she replants yeah. them. That makes me happy. Yeah, she replants them, and Where she's they like, want to be planted. Okay, fine. Yeah, the last thing she says, like, your acorns will grow into even better tree six. And if, I'm like, oh, that's really cute. If you were a tree, yeah, in the Magic the Gathering universe, mm-hmm. where would you want to be planted? Oh, I don't. Not on Innistrad. Yeah, <laughs> don't know what six is thinking. <laughs> they were like, yeah, I want to be here. Oh. It's like, nah, that seems awful. Um, I think I'd want to be on Zendikar. Zendikar seems good. The landscape is wild, right? Yeah. Or Eldraine. Um, Eldrin would be Eldrin yeah. would be great you'd like to be in the deep forest um, yeah. it's just wherever you'd want to be yeah. Eldrin yep. so then you can have a little, little fairy tale creature just living in you yeah yeah, Eldrin, yeah. you like could that. be like a tree in the fae or something <laughs> that fairies live in your branches that'd be, yeah. that'd be pretty cool yeah I like that um, hmm. Zendikar yeah the, just the landscape of Zendikar is so exciting like you could be a tree but you could live on a floating <laughs> rock and then you know you can change where you're planted mm-hmm. yeah that's move cool move around a little yeah. bit yeah yeah, all the changing landscape. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Ren. Ren is pretty cool, and I'm not okay. sure how she'll tie into the story. I'm assuming it'll. I'm assuming she'll side with the humans, because um, right now it seems like it's humans and werewolves versus. I don't know vampire nobility. <laughs> well, the vampires aren't too involved with the story for this certain thing. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. from, from what I can tell, actually, yeah, no. So from what I can tell, it's just the other horror creatures that exist. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Arlen was basically saying to the head of the Coven Witches, like, 
their plan is to have what's called the harvest tide, which is like a huge festival where all these wolves gather and all the mm. pe- humans gather um, to sort of you know, do the festival and then they unlock this key thing, which makes the day night cycle fine. And Arlen's like, this is not a good idea. You guys, are gonna, this is just going to draw so many attackers. Like everyone's going to want to kill all, yeah. everyone here, um, which is I think where the centerpiece of the story is, is like a big sort of battle a big that conflict, happens. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but obviously they go through with it anyway because... It's got to be, got to be dramatic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it doesn't seem like the vampires are too involved right now. They're kind of doing yeah. their own thing with the uh, which makes sense yeah. with the wedding. Yeah, yeah, they're all a little busy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the they didn't get the humans didn't get invited. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> the, there are there are a couple of vampire carts, and I think those are just like the hobo vampires that didn't mm. get invited to the yeah. wedding. <laughs> they're like, oh man, Edgar Markov's like attendant is probably approaching him every day like uh oh, edgar you have to renew your car tax after after the wedding uh, okay um uh there's that new uh you you wanted a, a personal trainer um i've set up a meeting oh i just don't have time after the wedding yeah uh, yeah the peasants are all turning into three-story large <laughs> werewolves and ripping people apart come on after, after the wedding, after the wedding. <laughs> i don't have time to deal with this right now <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to the werewolves in this set. They've been we've seen so many good ones so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we mentioned well, we mentioned last week and then had audio issues, so it didn't get published. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> we mentioned breaking of the color pie, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, the the main mechanic that we've seen that correlates to werewolves is daybound nightbound. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. The way that Daybound Nightbound works is uh, if you have if you have a card that has Daybound or mm-hmm. Nightbound, then if you don't play any spells or if a player doesn't play any spells on their turn, it switches to the day. controller has to play like. If, I think if, it's any player. I believe it? it's any player. Okay. Because yeah, because I, I, yeah, I remember specifically noticing that, although I'm not sure now. Um, and then uh, yeah, so if if a player doesn't cast any spells on their turn, it switches to day, and if a player casts switches to night switches to night okay Uh, and then if a player casts uh, at least two spells on their turn it switches to day yeah so it's it's a static effect so it will become daytime if you control a night bound permanent um, that it will become daytime if you cast two spells Mm -hmm. and it will become nighttime if you control a day bound permanent and you don't cast spells Um, so unique mechanic mm-hmm. not something we've seen much of before yeah. i like the innovation there mm-hmm. um i think that it's really thematic and that's super cool mm-hmm. and i think that wells are five colors in this set but they seem to be yeah. heavily rooted in red green red green mm-hmm. and so are we seeing red green flash uh yeah more be more and more yeah. of a thing because for daybound nightbound to work, you have to be able to play at flash speed, really. Yeah. Or just yeah. skip your turn, which is not going to fly. That's the thing, because the Arlen Planeswalker has that mechanic built in, right? Yeah. If we pull up the card, yes. um, I believe that... Uh, and I guess to further elaborate on the daybound nightbound mechanic, um, a reason the permanent would have that is because they will transform. So you will have like a card that can transform. On, uh, it'll be a, on the back side, like a dual face card. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the front side would have daybound on it and it'd be a human. And then when it becomes night, it transforms into its werewolf counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Arlen is a transforming planeswalker, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool, pretty cool one. Yes. Uh, let's have a look at the card. It's called the Pax Hope. Pax Hope. 
Um, let's have a look. I can't find both of them. <laughs> I've got them both here. Yeah, me too. Okay, try look. I think I found it. Hold Would on. Would you like to see the cooler art which I have? There is really cool artwork for this. Okay, so the front side is Arlin, the Pax Hope, which is a legendary planeswalker, and it costs two red green, so four four mana value. Um, it comes in. She comes in with four uh, loyalty counters, and she has Daybound. Uh, so yeah, you're right. It is if a player casts no spells during their own turn. Mm -hmm. Oh, their own turn. Yeah. So yeah. I do think that means no. So it's only if it's your turn. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't count the opponent then because it's if a player casts no spells on their turn. Yeah. 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 No, uh, so, you said which is any... why. So um, we'll see this on the card in a bit. Yeah. Uh, wait, what did I say? You said that anybody. So if, it, if, for example, if you wanted it to become night, but an right. opponent flashes... If a player doesn't yeah, cast spell, no, yeah. No, yeah. If a player doesn't cast spell on their own turn. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so the she has Daybound, uh, and she has plus one. Until your next turn, you may cast creature spells as though they had flash, and mm -hmm. they enter with an additional counter on it, mm -hmm. which is awesome, because yeah. you don't lose any tempo by not playing spells. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because you can... Yeah, you can not play your werewolf spells... So that it becomes nighttime and you can flash them in mm -hmm. and they'll already be yeah. the not the werewolf version. Yeah. It tends to be that the night version of these cards are stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense, because wolves. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then she has a minus three, which is create two 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 green wolf creature tokens, which honestly I won't I don't think that'll see much use. I think the plus one is really powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and then so when it becomes nighttime, uh she transforms into a still a planeswalker, so not a creature, uh, but you can Plus two to add red green, and she uh, plus zero to turn it into a five five trample mm -hmm. indestructible haste werewolf. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. I would have liked it if it was more like kind of Gideon's, where it becomes a creature and you can still use his abilities, as opposed to using the ability to well, become an attacker. Right, yeah. Yes, but I think that uh, Maybe I think been OP. <laughs> I think possibly, and I think flavor wise, um, if you become a werewolf, you get aggressive mm. and we see this in a lot of the nightbound cards versions of cards you said that they were a, a lot of them were better i'm mm. not so sure if all of them are better they mm. are almost always more aggressive though yeah. yes uh, and so you true. kind of have to choose you have to choose between remaining as a planeswalker and being able to generate mana mm -hmm. uh, and add value or going aggressive yeah um and this is genuinely a really good card yeah. it being four mana and it being um Wait, it can't transform the turn after it comes down. No, so what I think what you're supposed to do is minus as to create the blockers so that you can survive a turn. Yeah. That's what uh, the minus three right. seems like, because you create two walls, you survive a turn, and then on your next turn you can start plussing and playing mm -hmm. things at flash speed. Yes. So Arlen being four mana in standard is at the earliest and probably fairly consistently coming well, out on turn three. I think it's going to be very powerful in standard because of the, obviously rotation. You're going to lose the ramp decks like ultimatum. You're going to lose the tempo decks like rogues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Turn three, making two two twos is really good. Yeah. And then the next turn, you're f playing at flash speed. You're well, making how would you, playing how would more you play creatures. It on turn three, because there's no one mana ramp anymore. Gilded Goose is going. What about? Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Wait. I guess you, you only need two mana ramp. Yeah. You can. To do a turn three. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Ignore me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like innkeeper. Yeah. Carol something. Something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Ignore that. Never mind. I was thinking of ways to get her on turn two. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think she comes out on turn two, but she comes out on turn three. I think fairly easily in standard, mm -hmm. and then is a uh, can flip over. 
by turn five. Yeah. Uh, which means that if you did it that way, on turn five you would have a five-five, probably another creature, and probably two two-twos, mm -hmm. uh, which is a lot. Which is a lot, and in between all of that, you have had a whole turn of mm -hmm. spells to cast at mm -hmm. flash speed. So it seems like a good aggressive card, mm -hmm. and I really like that flash is showing up in colors that it hasn't been in in the past. Yeah. So that's one thing I was thinking as well because. We don't see a whole lot of flash in red because it's mostly like spell slinger stuff. Mm -hmm. um, in green, though, if you guys do remember, the M20 card, Nightpack Ambush, yeah. perfectly fits. Obviously, it's not in standard, yeah. but in historic, mm -hmm. Nightpack Ambush is a flash speed 4 4 wolf that gives other wolves plus one. Yeah. It's going to be really powerful. If there's like okay. a historic wolf deck, or even in a wolf commander deck, uh, which I'm 100% going to build, <laughs> just letting you guys know. Um, yeah, like it, there's. There's a lot of potential with that card, and yeah, I'm really excited to see like Flash Wolves, Nightbound, Daybound. It's, mm -hmm. it's a really cool mechanic. Because yeah. um, I personally actually didn't like the dungeon mechanic too much. I thought it was a little bit lackluster because there's three really weak dungeons. Yeah, it yeah. just was kind um, of nothingy. Yeah, this feels like this feels like quite high powered so far um, in terms of the set itself. So very looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess uh, so. We can talk about the other thing because it's not just werewolves that we'll be seeing on Innistrad for this set. Um, the other themes or creatures, we have zombies. Mm -hmm. um, did you want to talk a little bit about the zombies, Sarah? Mm. I know that's kind of your, your forte. <laughs> I love my zombies. Yeah, you love your, your undead creatures. Um, well, we spoke about Champion of the Perished on one mm -hmm. of the episodes you weren't in, Sammy. Sad times. No. Um, what other zombies have come out? There's Gisa. Um, Gisa's quite a... His, you know, she's been she's had a card before, zombie based commander. Um, yeah. Oh yes, mm. the human wizard one. Yes, glorious resurrector. Do you want to go ahead and read that one out? Yes, I do. Although I don't want anybody to uh, get this card because it fucks up Taser massively. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Gisa, glorious resurrector, two black black legendary creature, human wizard. 4-4, and it reads, if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. At the beginning of your upkeep, put all creature cards exiled with Geese of Glorious Resurrector onto the battlefield under your control. They gain Decayed. Oh, yeah, so that is a new keyword in mm -hmm. uh, this set. And it, isn't it, they can't block and they have to be sacrificed after they attack or something yes, like that? Yes, so they come in with... Oh, they don't come in with haste. So Decayed is a... Yeah, it's a new mechanic. Uh, it's to do with the zombies. If a creature has Decayed, it... So it's mostly to do with like tokens, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, but in this case, it's not. But um, yeah, if a creature has decayed, it's it comes back and yeah, it it, it will uh, it, when it attacks for the first time. So you can choose not to attack with it, mm -hmm. but when it does attack, uh, you sacrifice it at the end of the combat step. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, it is a nice thematic way to incorporate the zombies. They basically all have afterlife for themselves. Yeah. Um, in a, in a more of a powerful way, I'd say. Um, so yeah, it's really, really interesting. I think it's going to be very powerful and limited. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a common here that I'm looking at, which I think is going to be quite a powerful one. The Hobbling Zombie. Three mana, two, two with death touch. And it has a... a when it dies, it creates a two, two zombie with decayed. Yeah. Pretty good stats mm -hmm. and body. Super good value. Yeah. yeah. Invasion. Yeah that's, yeah, that's super good. We've uh, also yeah. seen a couple of uh, zombie commander options yeah. already um so one cool printing new print is jadar ghoul caller of nefalia um so jadar is a uh, it's the first time jadar has been printed on a card i think 
but he's showed up in the flavor text the tons of, of tons of zombie related cards mm-hmm. um and so he's been an existing character in magic's universe uh, as a sort of prolific raiser of zombies mm. uh, and this time he's on a card which is super yeah. cool he's a very powerful card as well yeah you go ahead and read it josh so it's one and a black for a legendary creature, human wizard. It's a 1-1, one, one, and it reads, At the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures with Decayed, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature with Decayed. It's pretty good. Mm. Uh, pretty cheap. Yes. So it's two mana. It creates a 2-2 two, two every turn. Yeah. Um, because if you attack with that 2-2, two, two, then it's, it's, gonna it's yeah. going to die. Either it's going to get blocked and die, or it's going to die after you attack with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is really good in decks where you want your creatures to die. Mm-hmm. In, like, uh, Afterlife decks. A very aggressive black deck, yeah. I think, is going to make mm-hmm. the most use out of this card in the two-drop slot. Yes. So in standard, um, and, you know, faster formats, I-, I do think that this is a good aggressive card. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in something like Commander, you're more about the combo. Like, yeah, you've got yeah. a guaranteed creature being sacrificed. It's almost like a sack outlet in a way. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If you can find a way to like buff your tokens and stuff as well, like Taser gives them vigilance and lifelink. Mm-hmm. They have to attack, and then they die no matter what at the end of combat. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think this is pretty powerful. There was a there was something I saw. Uh, there's a card in the set. I can't remember because because decayed is a keyword. There's a card that takes away those keywords. Yes, takes away kind of abilities. Gives your creatures just mm-hmm. like reanimation for free. Yeah. Um, so let me see if I can find that card. I can't remember. While you're looking, uh, the other yeah. option for a zombie-related commander is Wilhelt the Rot Cleaver, which is two blue-black for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature, Zombie Warrior. And it reads, whenever another zombie you control dies, if it didn't have Decayed, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token with Decayed. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice a zombie if you do draw a card. So this is a really strong commander. It gives you access to two colours. Mm-hmm. It makes zombies, it replaces zombies, and it can actually be a source of card advantage as well. Which one was which that ticks, one, sorry? Uh, it's called Wilhelt the Rock Cleaver. So that, yeah, that's the commander precon, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, so that's yeah. the face commander of one of the precons. Uh, there's two precons for this set, which aren't standard legal. Um, but yeah, you've got Wilhelt, which is a zombie one, and mm-hmm. I believe the witches as well, the green-white witch, um, which is the head of the coven that we were talking yeah. about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, so those are the, the two commander precons, which, yeah, they do look awesome as well. Um, where is those cards? Let me see. Oh, uh, yeah, it won't show on my one because I'm looking at just the Yeah, the so I did itself. the same, but there is a commander one on Scryfall as well. Yeah. So I'm just trying to find it now. What do you say it was called again? Will Help. Will Help, yes. Okay. It's a very powerful zombie commander. Um, and then you wanted the... And then there's the witches witch. as well. Which one? That one? Yeah, one, yeah. Lenore. Yeah, she was spoiled quite a while ago, actually, um, as a... Uh, she was leaked actually um, mm. so yeah so you've got a green white commander and a blue black commander oh, sorry yeah blue black mm-hmm. I thought it was funny because at first I was annoyed because they released they released the information a while ago that there would be a human commander in green white and a zombie commander in blue black and I was like where is the werewolf commander yeah <laughs> come on guys he's what are you doing but we uh, in the in the set itself we have which I'm most definitely going to build um, okay a very, very powerful werewolf commander in Tovalar, Dire Overlord. Um, I believe Tovalar is one of the leaders of... The, uh, one of the pack leaders of the super powerful werewolves that are appearing. Um, and he is one of them. So they're kind of just big, beefy werewolves that, for some reason, are naturally bigger than other ones. Okay. Um, 
I think they have a little bit of beef with Arlen as well. Um, they're not they're not quite allied. Right. They are, no. Um, they're a little bit like I th- I think Arlen and Tovalar had met before uh, and they went their separate ways because Arlen chose her pack, Tovalar chose his pack, and they never sort of worked together. Okay. Um, and so they've both appeared on Innistrad now. And uh, yeah, he's very powerful. I'm assuming he has something to do with the day-night cycle yeah. um, because obviously he's benefiting from that. We don't yeah. know much about the story just yet, but I'm assuming that's where it's going to go uh, and that Tovalar has something to do with it because he seems like a very powerful guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he's benefiting a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have a look at his card, he's beefy <laughs> as a werewolf. I mean, he's a werewolf with a sword. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, I'm just cheating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, for the gun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to building Tovala. Um, okay. He is, if I go ahead and read his card, he is a three mana value legendary creature costing one red green. So it would be a Gruul commander. Um, he's a three three and he reads. Oh, he, so his, his, his front side card, he's a dual face card. His front side is a human werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever a wolf or werewolf you control deals combat damage to a player, you draw a card. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more wolves and or werewolves, it becomes night. Uh, then transform any number of human werewolves you control. Mm-hmm. And it has daybound, um, which is really good. It's a way to not have to utilize the flash feature that Arlen yeah. has because mm-hmm. um, he has a built in way of changing it to nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's a really powerful guy. Uh, you know, his werewolves draw cards, you're doing damage to people, you're drawing cards, uh, that's what you want to do in Commander. Mm. Um, and when he transforms, when it becomes nighttime, he will transform into Tovalar the Midnight Scourge, which is a 4-4 creature, uh, which is just a werewolf creature. Whenever a wolf or werewolf you control just damage to a player, you draw a card, so same effect, and he has pay x red green so you pay two mana and then you pay an additional x Mm -hmm. and a target wolf gets plus x plus zero and gains trample and he has nightbound so it looks like there's a built-in mechanic to turn it into night and not one to turn it into day yeah so it looks like yeah these guys do just benefit off of being nighttime um yeah which is really interesting i'm really excited to play this guy and i think it will be excited to build this yeah it's going to be an interesting uh dynamic to mm-hmm. a commander game you know mm-hmm. you have to consider what what day it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have to consider that um i'm really excited for this guy and you know, i think we should think of a way to represent this uh, in our commander games okay rather than like uh, rather than just uh, something cool <laughs> just turn the lights like, on and <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> turn the lights off get some glow in the dark sticky stars to put on the yes. ceiling <laughs> mm-hmm um, yeah, this card looks really good. There's mm-hmm. there's some great mechanics, some great cards coming out of this set. Yeah. Have you thought about anything that you might want to build based on the cards in the set, the Sarah? Blue-black zombies do look powerful. Yeah. There's a, there's a brand new sort of... Uh, there's like a two-mana, two-three zombie that gives other zombies plus one, plus zero, which is great value mm-hmm. for a zombie deck um, for two-mana. The two-mana lords, I'm glad that they're... There's been like a bit of an issue with wizards when they're like, two mana lords are 2 OP, and then they printed a bunch here. There's like a two mana vampire lord as well mm-hmm. in Rakdos. Um, and they're like, all right, you can have them, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think zombies definitely see some kind of, in your style, Yeah, I'd say. I think I'm going to wait for both Innistrad sets to come out. That makes more and sense, And then yeah. make a decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the vampires... Well, I want to see what you do with Olivia. With Olivia, yeah. yeah. So I have a red-black Olivia Voldaren deck, which I am hoping she'll either 
because the commander itself is good, but it's not very focused. Mm-hmm. It is just a vampire aggro deck. I would like to see Olivia's card be a bit more commandery. Like yeah, she she kind of she kind of does her own thing, and uh, she doesn't like command the other vampire. She mm-hmm. didn't give them plus one. So I would like to see a card that's maybe even with white in it. It would yeah. be cool to see if she's red, black, white. That would, yeah. cool. that would be nice yeah. to upgrade because that can include a bunch of other things. Um, and I would like to see something more where she's kind of held back as the attacker. She doesn't mm-hmm. need to attack as much. Mm-hmm. She encourages the other vampires. Something like giving the other vampires uh, plus one or well, I guess that's kind of boring. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a, like an effect that affects yeah. the other vampires. It's got to um, be a good card, right? She's the focal point of... Oh yeah, she, she is. Like, it's, yeah. Whatever it is, is going to have to. And be of course, a good she card. is. Um, so you said there that you're hoping she gets sort of red, black, white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Edgar Markov, the mm-hmm. card is, is red, red, black, black white. white. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Sorin has always been in black, white. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something you could say around the the Markov family being black, white, the Valdarans being black, red, yeah. and they maybe are that has to they getting are. married. Yeah, so, so they're merging, aren't they? They possibly. Could. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll family. see. Yeah, we'll see. I think it'd be cool to see a Mardu Sorin, you know? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Mardu Sorin. Mm-hmm. All it would take would be for him to get mad. Yeah. Um, he seems pretty mad. He, well, I don't know. I Actually, feel like yeah, when you're, you're like a thousand, thousand years old. Years, yeah. I reckon I reckon not he probably, a lot gets to you. I think he's <laughs> yeah, pretty not, chill. Not much shakes the guy. He's fought off <laughs> several apocalypses <laughs> a legion uh, of angels yeah. that actually hurt him he yeah. has killed his own children and his daughter yeah. yeah um and i'm pretty sure he condemned zendikar to utter destruction and by the eldrazi mm-hmm. uh and he, he well i don't know i don't know if that was all his fault uh but yeah he's been through some stuff yeah. i think he just I got tired of probably the eldrazi pretty he, unshakable he was the one that was so in the uh, innistrad sort of fight was with Olivia and Soren versus Nahiri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Olivia kind of snaked on Soren a little bit because she was like, when Soren left and it was just Nahiri versus Olivia, she was like, all right, you can kind of like chill here now. Soren's gone. Because <laughs> I was just working for Soren. <laughs> and he's like, you do your thing, we'll do our thing. Hey, we're both in Red Manor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends. We're friends. So we know it. We know, yeah, well, that guy, that Soren guy, sh- black, Soren. white. <laughs> the story as I understand it there is that um, when the Eldrazi invaded Zendikar, Mm. Nahiri, Ugin, and Sorin were the ones who fought back. Mm. Um, Nahiri is the one that controls the Eldrazi. Not, no, no, no. Um, uh, Nahiri was a defender of Zendikar. Oh, okay. Um, and of course, the the three Eldrazi titans are Ulamog, yeah. Kozilek, and Emrakul. Mm. Uh, so, I believe they the uh, yes okay so the Eldrazi were imprisoned by the Hedron network yeah um, on on Zendikar and then Jace and Sarkin and I think someone else uh, showed up at some point in the future and fucked with it uh, they, they messed <laughs> around with Gates what <laughs> they messed around with the Hedron network re-released the Eldrazi um, Nahiri tried to contact Sorin when this happened. To say, look, I need your help again. Mm. The Eldrazi are back. Mm. And Sorin didn't get the message. But Nahiri didn't know that he didn't get the message. So she thought, well, he's just abandoned me. Mm. Um, okay. And Nahiri, being a red mage, uh, gets really, really mad about this. <laughs> and That's racist. After, <laughs> after the uh, Eldrazi threat is dealt with again, uh, Nahiri, being really mad about Zendikar being ravaged by the Eldrazi mm. and Sorin not coming to help lures Emrakul to Innistrad mm. uh, wow. to get revenge on Sorin. 
Okay, and that's where um, that war happens. Okay. Yes, uh, and she also, while there, pulls a couple pranks on Sorin, like uh, the card that depicts... Uh, what's it called? Some, uh, yeah. You can't kill a thousand-year-old vampire. Yes, you just, you just prank him. Pranks. Is it Statement in Stone or something? Don't know. Yeah, don't know. Uh, let me, so, let me so Avacyn was dead by that point, right? When the Hiri invaded in Australia. Ah, Declaration in Stone. In Stone. Yeah. So de- oh, if yeah. you look at the artwork for Declaration in Stone... You will see several vampire attendants mm. trapped <laughs> in stone pillars. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nahiri kills them all. Ah. She goes to Soren Manor to <laughs> prank. Pre- <Is> that prank? <laughs> <laughs> she she goes to Soren's manor, uh, yeah. and when he's not there, she kills basically everybody there. And it, what we can see pictured Damn. is uh, is is Soren not very happy about this, uh, which is again yeah. So really, it's a whole like they just need to communicate. Because Soren sees this and sees Emrakul on Innistrad, and he then gets really mad. Well, of course he would. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't like Nahiri. Nahiri doesn't like him. And that is why... Um, Communication is key, guys. Yeah. That is why on War of the Spark, Nahiri and Soren both get called to Ravnica. Yeah. They both show up and uh, like, are called there. to, and, and everybody's like, oh, God, thank God, Nahiri and Soren are here. <laughs> They'll fight Nithal Bolas. And they just fight each other. Um, and they gave us single combat. Yeah, uh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, which is just Nahiri and Sorin fighting. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. because nothing, not cool. even, not even the uh, the war on Ravnica could <laughs> stop them from just <laughs> just beating on do each you know other. What, do you know what I've realised we now need? There's we so need much a, sexual tension there. We need a Planeswalker <laughs> reality show. Yes, <laughs> we need one of those. <laughs> Who would be the adjudicator? Who would be the, the Jeremy Kyle of the Magic: The Gathering? Jeremy <laughs> Kyle. I guess it could be something like. Uh, Lee of old, he's an emissary of Tress. He's, he's not a planeswalker, is he? He's not, but it maybe it could be Niv. Maybe Niv could do it. it. Doesn't have to be a planeswalker, does it? I feel like it should be a planeswalker, though. Yeah, I feel like it has to be like an all-powerful creature, which we don't really have. What about uh, Urza's head? Urza's from, head from the onset. Yeah, just yeah. Urza's head. Just Urza's head. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> just to iron out all the beef. <laughs> like I'm still not sure why Garrick hates Liliana. I haven't looked into that, but I know that he does. There's there's, there's a lot of planeswalker beef. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that can be a whole episode. Was it Garrick just cursed or something? Then he got uncursed, and then yeah, he was cursed. He was turned into an elk by Oko. Yeah. Um, and eventually he turned Forget back. Uh, that, I don't actually, know what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's why Return of the Wild Speaker is him coming ah. back from being an elk. So funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Oko, man. Oko would totally be the adjudicator. Oh my god. There you go. No, he would be the one that just like. Every time they do something. Like, he would be the one that gets people mad and he would create a drama. He would be like, who places Elk in my bed? That's true. Yeah, that's true. He he is the all powerful planeswalker, if anything. Yeah, he is the most powerful planeswalker. Like, you can have have freaking Sora in a thousand year old Elk. (laughs) Fair. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, so that's our yeah. that's our next project is a reality magic <laughs> gathering show, yeah. planeswalker reality show. Things are getting Oko. really heated. Sorrow and Nahiri are like that. That things are beginning to escalate on the yeah. set, and Oko's just like, all right, I got I got to get this under control. Elk, elk, elk. elk. <laughs> Everybody's elks. You're an elk. You're an elk. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's an elk. Oh god, that would be so entertaining. Wow. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Sadly, no, probably. Totally, not. should get it to happen though. Why don't we do it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
I guess uh, last few things to gloss over in the uh, <laughs> in this massively in terms of the derailed cast. episode. Yeah, so uh, I've been sort of looking at this from like a draft limited viewpoint, mm-hmm. and we we see the archetypes being defined as you've got obviously red green wolves, which I think yeah. is quite powerful. Blue black uh, zombies. You've got red black vampires. You've got blue white spirits making a appearance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a new sort of uh, returned from the graveyard theme with blue white, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, similar to Lawhold actually, very similar to Lawhold I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing that in blue white uh, as one of the archetypes. We've got what else have we got? Green white witches, um, the the plus one counters, and the the coven the coven um, keyword, which is something to do with if you control creatures with three different powers. Yes. Um, yeah, and then it creates like an ability. So like you create. You draw a card if you control three different creatures or something. Mm-hmm. That's what the Witch Commander, the the precon is all about, is um, the Coven mechanic, which is, yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of cool archetypes, uh, similar to sort of the standard kind of thing of having ten colour pairs and ten mm-hmm. archetypes, like we did with D&D, not like we did with Strixhaven. Uh, that was put down to five. So it's nice to see that we've got ten colours again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, overall, really looking forward to this set. The lands as well. The rare land cycle was shown. Yeah. Um, they're the slow lands, I guess. I called. was going to say slow lands. Slow yeah. lands. Because <laughs> um, the fast lands are the lands where it's, they come in untapped mm-hmm. if you control two or less lands or something. Okay. These are the opposite. So they come in untapped if you control two or more lands. Right, okay. Maybe three or more. Three. So I think it's if you control two, two or, more. or less lands, they come in tapped. Oh, wait. Haunted Ridge enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two that's, or more other lands. Okay. That's the one. Other lands. Yeah. There we go. Two or more two or more other lands. So if you play that on turn three, it comes in untapped. Two or more other Yeah. <laughs> two other lands. So if you play one of those yes. on turn three, so it's turn untapped. three it comes in untapped. Yeah. Which is good. Really good. It is. Yeah, that, that's yes. a that's a that's a good land. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how expensive they'll be. I, don't, I hope they won't be too expensive. Hopefully. I think they don't they, have land types, that's important. They don't have land no. types, yeah. yeah. They will be very good in commander. If they are mm-hmm. quite cheap, it's definitely worth including in commander decks just yeah. because of the nature of longer ge- longer games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be powerful in standard, obviously, because standard has like no lands right now, mm-hmm. um, especially with rotation. Oh no. It's yeah. <laughs> the fact the fact that the twenty twenty two queue at the moment it's not uncommon to see campuses. Mon- mono green. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, is, yeah. Is, is a real testament to how <laughs> bad the lands are. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, and it's the en- enemy colours, oh no, the, the ally colours um, that we're getting, yeah. which is good, because yeah. we've seen a lot of the enemy colour representation, and I don't, I don't like the enemy colours, they're the lame ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the like the red, blue, black, white colours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this one we've got like a Rakdos land, an Azorius land, mm-hmm. a Demir land, those are cooler, yeah. cooler ones. If you're unsure, look at the back of a magic card. Any colours that are touching each other, or next to each other, are an ally colour pair. Mm. Yeah. Any colours that aren't next to each other are an enemy colour pair. Yes. yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, um, looking forward to this set overall. What mm-hmm. do you guys think of Innistrad as a whole, now that we've delved quite deep into it? Into yeah, I'm really stuff. excited for it. I, I really like the classic horror vibe. Yeah. yeah. There are some gruesome artwork like yeah which i really like um i love the like it seems like it's quite powerful uh i love the breaking away from the color pie mm-hmm. um so far what we've seen for innistrad i'm really excited about i like that we're returning to sort of sets mm-hmm. um yeah uh what were they called blocks 
Yeah. Of multiple sets well, being on the same plane. Yes. Something mm. like that. I think Inisha um, had a had a block. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like playing from the graveyard. Uh, mm-hmm. And there seems there's a lot of self mill and flashback and things like that. Yeah. And I'm excited for this set because it's probably going to be the first one in two years where I can actually go to a pre-release mm-hmm. and actually do uh, you know go go back yeah. to playing in store and stuff. So I I'm, think I'm I would like to, to go to the pre-release for this set. Yeah, and it is the beginning of rotation as well. Yeah, which is a perfect time to get into Magic the Gathering because there's the least amount of sets right now, so it's not as complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cards that you get and the cards that you buy now are sticking around for a while yeah yeah um especially the so the innistrad cards are going to be sticking around for another two years so mm-hmm. let's hope nothing's broken because we do not want a repeat of l3 yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just watching like a year and a half from now everyone's like oh wolves <laughs> Some crap. thank you everybody for tuning in we are very excited for innistrad and you should be too you should get into it if you're, yes, you if you're not into magic right now Perfect time to get into then it. Then how have you listened to this entire podcast? Because <laughs> we're so charming. Yeah, maybe they're fans of us individually on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you next week, hopefully. <laughs> that is that's, a, a that's winner's real attitude. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> no, we will next week. Chatterstorm. Chatterstorm. Anyway, I'm smarter than Josh. That was the point, but I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very she smart. expressed that in a very stupid way. Yeah, because I'm. But my brain. Hurts. Sarah wanted to demonstrate that she's smarter than me. Mm. Yeah. So that's just. There we go. It doesn't yeah. happen very like, often. Like does all it? good jokes, um, just forget the joke. Assume I said something funny. Oh dear. Yeah, we have to do that with you. <laughs> in fact, why don't we just cut the episode there? Yeah, just and assume. You guys just assume that you've listened to a really good. <laughs> podcast yeah yeah